Hello and welcome to the Movie Bunker podcast. It's me, Chris. Me, Matt. Good afternoon, evening. Yes, summer evening. Rapidly approaching the longest day of the year. Yeah, so. it's a hot. It's a hot one, isn't it? It's nice. Kinda it's like hot. It. It's hot Corona heat. <laughs> but how's it going, Matt? Are you all right in your bunker over in the other side of Southampton? Yeah, it's all right. We've got a giant robot in the kitchen now. Um, oh yeah. It hasn't got arms, but I'm sure once it gets arms, it'll probably take over the household. And to be honest, I'm I'm ready for that. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. So that's nice. It's going to happen, isn't it? We've all seen the films. The movies don't lie. Never lie. You know, coronavirus, robot overlords. Why do you keep calling it coronavirus? I don't know. Well, <laughs> You've got your own virus and everyone else is going... It feels like we know it's been so long. I'm on pet name terms with it now. Good old Cora. Oh, anyway, Matt. For those that, who, it's like who, the Corona, isn't it? Or COVID? There's no Cora. There's no Cora. It's it's one or two, and it's not. Yeah. It's not a third there. But you, you know, if it's if it's what you <laughs> want to do, that's fine. Me and Cora. You and Cora living together in peace and harmony. Thanks ever so much uh, for our new listeners for joining us on this uh, epic quest to find all the movies that are badly rated, that are actually good, uh, and the critics are wrong. And we found one or two, but tonight we're dealing with a kind of DC behemoth. Yeah, and it's it's well-landed as well, isn't it? Because the Snyder Cut's finally going to get released. So everyone can stop banging on about that, can't they? Yeah, very topical. It's not like... It was. People have been, as you say, banging on about it for for years. Well, since 2000, what, eight? 2017. Okay, the year after this movie. And the movie we're doing today is Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Here's the trailer. is showing me two dozen hostiles on the third floor. Why don't I drop you off on the second? Even you got too old to die young, not for lack of trying. He has the power to wipe out the entire human race. If we believe there's even a 1% chance that he is our enemy, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. God versus man. versus night. You're psychotic. That is a three-syllable word for any thought too big for little minds.
Americans. That power can be innocent. Um, so this is a weird one. So if you look obviously on IMDb, it's up there at 6.5s. And everyone's like, ooh, that's too high for you guys. Yeah. But it, on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's like 30%, something like that, 28 30%. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is very low, and it's a decent splat. And, and as <laughs> we always say on this podcast is the IMDb will always gradually, I think, increase due to over time because the amount of user listeners, user listeners, sorry, users that will go in and just bump the score up because they're, you know, lovers of the franchise. So the kind of yep. real critics will basically get watered down and uh, and disappear. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's had, I think, a bit of a bump from the fanboys. Um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird one, this one, because, I mean, you've got to be in kind of two camps. I don't know about you, what you think, but I'm not a DC person at all. I, I just think the characters are lame. Uh, and I, I like. Oh, that's a that's a bold move on a public podcast. <laughs> I like I like I like Marvel Cinematic Universe, but not all of it. Some of it's not as good. It's subpar. But I just yeah. never. I've never. I've just put my cards on the table. I've you never been interested. Out, never been interested in in Superman. Never been interested in Wonder Woman. I've never been interested really in Batman. I've interested in say maybe you know watching the movies and seeing the different takes on it. But yeah, they just don't. They just don't do anything for me, and so this is a combination of everything really that just is dull, dull, dull. Superman yeah. has the super problem, right? Which is the fact that he is just too hard, right? That's there's nothing like you know he is too powerful, but mm. to the point that you have to create these crutches for him. You have to create the you know the, the weaknesses of Kryptonite or something else that you have to create it, a MacGuffin in order to make it a you know watchable combat yeah yeah but obviously i mean uh, batman versus up versus up. <laughs> batman v no batman v because <laughs> I'm, I'm reading it and it, it's doing my head in because i'm reading it and i'm saying it like a letter rather than the, the thing that it is Good batman Lord. batman v superman <laughs> superman, superman. Oh, hey mr superman <laughs> jesus christ Batman v Superman um, obviously was widely anticipated. Um, Zack Schneider coming on board after Man of Steel. Did he Man of Steel? He did as well. He did he? indeed, yeah. Yeah. Um, and The Watchman, which I really like. Um, yeah. Um, in fact, quite a few Zack Schneider films I like and always visually appealing. So that's one thing we can get out the gate, right? It's just, this is going to look pretty. You know it's going to look pretty. Hmm. There's going to be some very sort of religious iconography in the sort of slow-mo kind of capture sequences. Those things. There's, there's all that <laughs> lovely stuff. And for the, it's a, it is a feast for the eyes. Uh, some of the CGI is not great, but yeah. I was looking forward to this film and we were talking before the podcast. I've watched this film, how many times? I've watched this three times now, this film. And each time I go to it, think to myself, it can't be as bad as I thought it was going to be, I'm sure that I'm sure it's enjoyable. I'm sure I was just in the wrong frame of mind, or I I compared it to Civil War when because this was released in the same year. In fact, they had to move this film to avoid clashing of the uh, opening days. Mm. Um, and you know, taken away from that brilliant film, you know, just there on its own as a as a cool little superhero film, um, it will stand up and it'll be good. 
um, but it, it's it's not it's not. It's well, the things wrong with this is, 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 is like there's so much substance to it and it takes a lot of the sort of, for me, it's my opinion, is it takes a lot of like basic storytelling uh, tropes and, and styles of filmmaking and just it doesn't give you anything that's lean, it's bulky, it's, it's flabby, it's flaccid, it's kind of like <laughs> a big lumpy mess. And, and it's long, you know, this is a two and a half hour movie. So long. There's a director's cut, which is even longer, which is apparently works better. And I think I did see that version, but to me, these two didn't, you know, didn't make a great deal of difference. Cast-wise, you know, it's fine. I mean, we've got some decent cast in here. I, just, I mean, before we go into the cast, the, the plot synopsis is this. Oh, yeah, you might as well do that. I, mean. <laughs> if I, uh, I think most people will know the general gist of this, but fearing that the actions of Superman are left unchecked, Batman takes on the Man of Steel while the world wrestles with what kind of hero it really needs. And, you know, in that kind of brief plop synopsis, you get a decent tagline of the movie. It makes sense that, yes, are people going to be looking at Superman and thinking, do we, what have we got on our hands here? Is, he, is it safe? And this is all the questions that are brought up into the movie. It's a really bright opening, right? I mean, I remember yeah. watching this film and sort of seeing and it's having had the reviews and I'm watching the film and it starts off and it, it basically starts obviously at the kind of like on the ground view of the ending of Man of Steel, kind of answering to some of the critics from the first film saying, oh my God, how many people would have died in that final battle in Superman? Yeah. Um, and it kind of takes that view of it, right? And it's got Batman running around the streets and, um, you know, the, they're fighting in the distance. Everything's crashing down. His employees are mm. the most loyal employees in the world yeah. because they're still at work. <laughs> There's literally an alien spaceship tearing a hole in the earth just outside the window. Yeah. And they actually wait for him to phone up and go, um, do you know what? Take the rest of the day off. <laughs> yeah, you can make it up next week. Because they're like, oh, should we, should we go? Should we leave now? And, and even then, one of them doesn't just peg it out of the building. One of them still stood there with his mobile phone talking to, uh, to Bats. As, and, and he's running to the building. I don't know what he's, he's looking to achieve apart from... No, he does that, that very heroic run into, the, into a, a falling building. But yeah, I mean, I think most of his employees must have been British because it kind of seems like the sort of thing <laughs> we do. Everything's fine. It's a fine. It's an alien invasion. It's fine. The, the whole opening, I was surprised at how much it kind of worked because you kind of get a really un, a good understanding of where the conflict will come from because you think Batman v Superman, surely not. They're both superheroes. They must be working together on the same side, but no, there's a real, there's a real hatred there, isn't there? You know, um, Bruce Wayne is furious that this is happening and all these people are dying and it's it's unchecked. Superman, uh, Superman likewise is, is unhappy with, you know, the vigilante Batman that's running around doing whatever he's doing. And uh, I mean, Whose side think would, you, would you be on? He's kind of taken the piss there a bit. And also, I just need to point out that when we still talk about the beginning of the film, we're talking about the bit, like we're saying, with the start. The actual beginning of the film is another take on fucking Batman's parents dying, which oh, do yeah. we need to see again? It's just like... And it's got... um, Mate, he's got Negan in it. And yeah. And like, oh, if only he was in this film more. Um, because, yeah, we just don't need to see it again. And the bloody pearls... All the pearls. And do you know, I don't think the pearls are in the comic, right? I think the pearls were a Tim Burton manufacture. And it's just been kind of taken and run with since. That might be completely wrong. And please, internet um, warriors, 
tell me if that is wrong, but I believe that's right, but it might yeah. be wrong, but I believe it to be right. The whole reason <laughs> why Batman hates Superman, it, it sets out really nicely. It's a really, it's a really yeah. good, it's a really good opening to the movie and the music's good. Um, Hans Zimmer score uh, is on there and it sounds pretty brooding and as a, what you would expect. Um, cast but, but the wise, hatred between Super, sorry, the hatred between Superman and Batman though, like I don't, I don't get like mm. because like um you see Superman he's watching TV and um, Batman had rescued a bunch of people being sex trafficked yes and um, as such had branded the bad guy and Superman looks really like, perturbed about this he's like oh my god what a, he can't be doing that he's a bad person mm. when just literally a scene earlier he went to rescue his missus and put a fucking guy through a wall at like he about two hundred mile an hour. Yeah, he ain't getting uh, up from that. And that whole story storyline is is um, confusing. That's it's weird. I don't understand it. How did they think Superman shot people? I don't know. I don't get it. But there's this. There's a couple. There's about two or three threads in this movie of of um, of story, and then, and that's where it gets a bit silly. Let's talk about the cast. Ben Affleck yeah. uh, as Batman. And you've got Henry Cavill returning as Soups. Amy Adams coming back as Lois. You've got Jesse Eisenberg doing what can only be kind of like an embarrassing turn as Lex Luthor. Diane Lane is back. Lawrence Fishburne is back, who's quite good. Jeremy Irons is Alfred, brilliant. Uh, Holly Hunter, Gal Gadot, or Gadot, sorry. Scoot McNary, uh, who's good. And everyone's favorite bad guy or henchman Callum Mulvey is in it as a sort of protagonist. Yeah. Uh, it sort of dwindles there in terms of cast, but there's, there's your main bunch. Ben Affleck is, as Batman. What do you, what do you reckon? While I was watching this film last night, um, I was again, I think he was, had a, a bit of a disservice, right? So obviously after um, Nolan's Batman, which I think everyone's in agreement, generally speaking, that they're all fantastic films, right? They're, they're layered, they're nuanced, they're, they're very, very good. So this was kind of like the first time we saw a, like a, a different take of Batman, a sort of a less kind of grounded, I guess. And I did, I think I, I felt sad that there wasn't a better base for Batman in this film. Um, or even just a better Batman film, because I think he, he would have done all right. I, I kind of like the old grizzled Batman, right? Because yeah. uh, the, the comics that this is based on um, is the Dark Knight Returns, I think. I remember where it's an older Batman. Mm. I mean, the, the actually, the actually, that opening scene kind of ages him horribly as well, because it states on the, 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 the uh, hoardings of the cinema that um, Excalibur's coming next Wednesday and Excalibur's like like 1981 it's like a 10 year old there so that put him like in his mid 50s yeah yeah that would make sense I don't I think he's good as Batman he's got the right kind of jawline and uh, um he's beefed up I think he's a bit I don't know I just think he's a bit he looks big he looks so big and you could just he's more of like a Bruce um sorry brute force yeah, Batman as opposed to any kind of ninja quality. But that quality. ties in with that comic book where he's, he's oh. older, so he's lost all of his speed and stuff, so he has to kind of rely on kind of raw power. Yeah, brute strength. Um, brute strength just to sort of, And there's a couple of fight scenes uh, right at the end when he's going in to rescue Martha, one of, one of the Marthas, sorry. Yeah. He's going to rescue Martha too. There's some 
it's a really good fights Batman scene, basically, where he's just absolutely like brutalizing the people in there. And it's, it's, it's really good. And you're just like, oh, that would have been good. And there's loads of little like cookies and stuff of not cookies. Easter eggs. Uh, Easter eggs. <laughs> um, Are you hungry? Like, <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, there's loads of cookies and, and chicken. And, uh, there's loads of Easter eggs of um, like they have like a, a, a costume of Robin's costume with all the sort of um, Joker writing on it from when Joker killed one of his Robins. Ah. And you're like, ah, oh, why am I not watching that film? Why am I not watching that story? Because that would be so much more fucking interesting. Yes, this, I wondered what that was. Uh, is that's the costume hanging in the kind of his back cave, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that again ties to uh, uh, another sort of one of the. Yeah, but that's books. stupid, isn't it, to put that there? Because you just think, why? Well, you know, I didn't understand that. I thought that was something from the previous Batman film where they, you know, in one of the Dark Nights where with the Nolan ones where the, the body comes crashing against that window, and it's some bloke being dressed up, and it's got all the the, the Joker's writing on it, and it's like a yeah. jump scare. I thought it was. Like a, a like a little nod to that franchise. No, so it's it's when the Joker killed what killed killed his uh his little. That's a crime because that I mean that left me very confused. Well, I was confused <laughs> for all of it really. Um, I I didn't have a crime. It's confusing. I, I didn't have, I didn't know what was going on. The whole Lex Luthor thing is is he kind of basically the boss of Facebook, isn't he? He's like a um like a yeah, like a which is tech. weird, right? Because obviously yeah. he's he's played that guy. But he does that kind of thing quite well. You kind of think, oh, where's he going with this? This is quite different. And it's all the little mannerisms he brings to it are weird. And then they get embarrassing. I think, what? Who signed off off on that? He goes, ooh, he, And it's like, (laughs) and he goes off on that. He does that little impression. But he does that little talk with his employees and he sort of goes off on one and he goes, and you just think, and everyone's looking at him going, what the yeah, there is a lot of criticism that was handed at him. So, like, is he playing the Joker or is he playing the Riddler or is he actually meant to be Lex Luthor? It's 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 a it's a weird one because you know the, the Lex Luthor we all know the Gene Hackman, the Kevin Spacey um, Lex Luthers, they're all the same kind of you know super intelligent, very controlled, working in the background kind of thing, and then you got like. The, what the, the mad prince of business running around shooting three pointers and fucking uh, buying up Krypton because he knows that's going to do something. How the fuck does he know that's going to do shit? He, he knows nothing. And it also, he's not intimidating as such. It's just like quite a petulant child. Um, yeah. And there's a bit where he's uh, with Amy Adams' character, obviously uh, Lois Lane, and he's, he's being intimidating, but she could fucking have him. There's no, there's, she could have just elbowed him in the face <laughs> and it would have been yeah. over and done with. It was ridiculous. He's just a complete non-character and it was embarrassing. And I'm, 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 I'm sure he regrets doing that role, Jesse Eisenberg, because he's a decent actor, but I'm, I'm sure he looks back on that and goes, eh. Because, I mean, Zack Snyder should have definitely thought about maybe running that through a few more people before it kind of got, got to the camera filming stage. It was just yeah, odd. definitely. They needed and to work on it. I understand they could have, um, you know, updated him so that, you know, the social media kind of ugly arc or whatever he is meant to yeah, be. Yeah. It makes sense, right? But it yeah. just didn't need to be as a babbling, you know, that that's one of those roles where if, it, if it's played still, like, you know, all the danger is 
not on screen it's being it's the machinations behind him it's the mm. the thought mm. process it's the it's the plots that's what brings him the danger not just being a weird edgy fucking loser that the only time you hang around with him is because he's got shitloads of cash yeah it's ridiculous henry cavill uh, superman i think it's it's very bad casting as well i think he's bland i don't know yeah, what, but he, I, so superman so it's perfect do you reckon? Okay. Well, yeah, Superman is... What is it all about? I don't know. He's just weird. What's it all about? Yeah. It's just... It's because, you know, in the time when it was invented, that's the kind of thing that they wanted. They didn't want, you know, real people that bled. They didn't... You know, they, people didn't want that. They wanted the, you know, very bright, open, optimistic things where, you know, he'd, he'd turn up at a bank... They would try and shoot him, the boats would bounce off, and then you put them in jail. That's perfectly exactly what they would have wanted. So they're basically, in, in the time since the early kind of incarnations of, of Superman, they've tried to give him more of a, a, a human element, a bit of a, you know, a bit yeah. of a, an emotional side. And does it, does it, does I'll tell it really... you, I've, I found one thing that Superman can't do. He might be able to fly through the air. He might be able to run faster than a flash. He might be able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Um, yeah. He cannot make eggs because <laughs> those fucking eggs you were frying, they needed to be taken out of the pan about two days ago. Well, he didn't they flip like, them either, did he? Ah, oh, rubbery, horrible pieces of shit well, that would have been. That second note I wrote down was is that you don't fry eggs topless. <laughs> no, but, the fat splatters would be yeah. intensely painful. But then you're but, Superman, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then I thought, I instantly kind of thought, well, actually, if you're going to do it, be Superman and do it, yeah, because he he's impervious to pain. So, But it'd be an yeah. instant giveaway, right? You'd walk into the building, he'd be stood there cooking, cooking eggs, eggs topless, and you'd be like, you must be fucking Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, he's he put his glasses on. <laughs> that would be it, yeah. Yeah, you don't do that. I've done it. I don't think I've... Well, I haven't done it, but I would never do it. I think I got splattered by a sausage once without a top on, and that was bad enough. But cooking Ooh. a... Put cooking a fried egg without a top on is, is a suicide. Um, what did you think of um, Jeremy Irons' Alfred? It's a very different take on uh, an Alfred that we've seen, a bit more savvy, a bit more of a techie yeah. person, very quick, and almost, I guess, more of a sidekick as opposed to anyone working. I liked some of the bits where... I like the fact that I've just asked you a question and I'm actually not going to listen to the answer. But I like the way <laughs> the bits where... Um, let me Bruce. ask you a question, Chris. <laughs> what did Wait. you think of Jeremy Irons in this? <laughs> well, Bruce Wayne sort of um, brings him coffee and, uh, you know, they kind of have a bit more of a, like a level. There's not that subservience to this character. It's not like waiting on him hand and foot. It's kind of very dry, as you would expect from Jeremy Irons. Very quippy. Uh, and I think that worked really well. It was a, uh, to me, he was a great Alfred. I don't know what you think. I'm going to ask you again. What did you think? Hey, um, yeah, I li- I'd like Jeremy Irons. That's enough. In, in this <laughs> um, like Holly Hunter, you know, it's these two people that can't really do bad. Um, if you like Jeremy Irons in this, then go watch the new the series of Watchmen because it's basically the same. Oh, yeah, role, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very good in that. Very good. And Lawrence Fishburne is equally uh, delivering a quality role. I know he's not. I don't, oh, think I he... don't know. It's oh, just yeah. awful, isn't it? He just shouts. I mean, like the, the titles he comes up with, the headlines. <laughs> rubbish it just basically says a sentence about what's in the news and then puts his hands up and it goes to the people next to him write that story it's like fuck hell it's like that's not how you run a paper 
Yeah, I just like him. He's just, I think he's just got a good screen presence. One thing I found was in another bit of lazy filming, because this, this film's got a lot of lazy filming all the way through it, I think. Yeah. Well, Clark, sorry, Clark Kent is, being, is getting roasted by uh, Perry White, Lawrence Fishburne's character, in the middle of the, of the floor, of the shop floor, if you like. He's basically getting his ass handed to him about you know, you know, not doing his job, essentially. Um, but all the background actors, because they're just having little conversations and getting on with their sort of routine, smiling happily, chatting, whilst someone's getting roasted in the middle of the office. And that <laughs> never happens. Whenever that happens, in, I don't know if it, in my work, it's kind of like awkward. Everyone's kind Everyone of looking, stops. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's <laughs> looking and they're not looking. And then it goes, Jesus Christ, did you see that? It was stupid, and I think that sort of thing in film general is just a bit of a is lame. And I just thought, oh god, once you notice things like that, and that's where my brain goes and over over overthinks things. And plus, Clark Kent wouldn't be working for that newspaper. The amount of times that he doesn't do what he's told, it just goes off and doesn't write a sports feature and goes off and tries to do some secret detective yeah, work. Again, I think. Um, Lawrence Fishburne's uh, character in this is just on like day release to the paper. I don't think he's really the editor because you don't go to a journalist, you go write about football. Because, right? That's like a specialization, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got guys that write about, you know, football and you've got uh, people that write about like film and entertainment, yeah. right? Like if we suddenly said, I said to you, right, quickly. <laughs> Talk about football. That's not my yeah, thing, right? Yeah, you've got you've got your, you've got journalists that would do the hard stuff, like going into doing politics, and then you'd have the junior writers would be doing the human stories, like you know the page fillers and stuff like that. That's how generally it works. I'm yeah. Guessing. Is it worth mentioning more of the plot? Because there is more plot, right? Because as you mentioned in the beginning, there's like in Africa, he goes and rescues Lois, and whilst rescuing Lois all of the um, mercenaries um, shoot other bad people around. Um, Superman gets blamed for it, which is a game where I don't understand because but they use special bullets. Um, Lois has a bullet in a bath, has a little cry about it. Um, but, but fundamentally what comes to pass is that they, they kind of put Superman on trial, right? Mm. You know, should, be, should, he, should he have this, um, you know, this unfettered power? Mm. Should we, he be held accountable for what he does? Uh, kind of thing and then um, the, the problem with this film is is that so much of it couldn't possibly be anticipated or happen <laughs> yeah. you know it's like how did they know that he would turn up there yeah. how did they know that people would find out about the bodies how did they know he, he wouldn't just land and go see all the dead bodies incinerate them so, so no one found out so clearly I'm being framed here how do they know he'd turn up to trial? He might just go, no, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm and also, you know, by, by, by putting him on trial, did they actually think the outcome of the trial would make any difference whatsoever to it, the situation anyway? Because he is, like, indestructible. So, you know, if they say but they yes... Want, but they wanted... I mean, obviously, it's all boils down to Lex Luthor. He, he wanted them to fight, Batman to, and Superman to fight. Yeah, he orchestrates um, that situation, doesn't But he? why would he want that? Because, you know, Superman would just normally like turn Batman into paste right just like mm. and then yeah. he's paste there's, there's nothing in between lovely paste um, sandwich yeah it's just a little Batman paste it's, <laughs> it's weird so I, 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 yeah there's so many little weird leaps and then obviously uh, there's a massive explosion um, at the court case because the guy that had his legs crushed right at the beginning he ends up just somehow being very important and pivotal <laughs> to this, this yeah. trial uh, yeah. they let him in 
and the, the, the chair that he's been given by Lex Luthor explodes. Are they meant to think that was Superman exploding the place? I, I, I just got confused and a little bit bored of trying to work out what was going on. Yeah, that was the, that's the big white... Is it the white Russian? Or, no, it wasn't the white Russian. There's the boat, isn't there, which is, is alluded to right all the way through the film until you work the out... The white that it, Portuguese. The white Portuguese, not the white Russian. That's a very tasty drink. But there's a, <laughs> there's a bit yeah, where they're trying to work out the detectiveness of, of Bruce Wayne's trying to work out who the white Portuguese is, who is he, is he Lex Luthor, or who is it? Is this other character, like Callum Mulvey's character? Um, yeah. And it turns out it's the boat that the, the big lump of kryptonite's being delivered on. But I mean, it doesn't matter because obviously you get all this um, crappy story and everyone just wants to see the two of them fighting. And so... <sighs> But it takes an hour. It takes a long time. It takes longer than that, I think, because, you know, you're in there for two and a half hours anyway. I think it's yeah, longer it than that. it takes an hour before they even get to be, like, in costume on screen together. Yeah. And then that's all kind of fine, I guess. It's just um, it's just very crash-bang wallop, which it would be. There's always a deserted warehouse. There's always a deserted docks. There's no people around, yet they're being <laughs> hurled through the sky across, you know, massive car parks, derelict buildings. It's like, well, where, where is this happening? It's like, well, yeah, we're going to get... I've also got issues with the, the first, like the first time um, Superman and Batman get to, to screen us together. It's like, so Batman's chasing uh, the, the people that ultimately, yeah, that ultimately trying to kill Superman, right? So he's chasing them. And then he turns around the corner and Superman's just stood in the road. Superman yeah. trashes his car, pulls him out of the car. He doesn't stop the criminals. No. He's like, let them go. Clearly, he knows what's going on because he's Superman, right? He, he can hear things. He can, he'd hear them talking about being criminals. He'd see Super Batman shooting them. And despite his methods, you know, that he disagrees with a bit of branding, uh, you know, I mean, it's not, not driving someone through a fucking wall, but a bit of branding that he hates. He's trying to build the brand, isn't he? Anyway, old Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's like trying to get on Instagram. <laughs> see on a t-shirt, just do on a t-shirt, Batman. Jesus. Yeah, just put pop a t-shirt on him, um, selfie with it. But yeah, it's just it's just weird. Like, why would you not fucking stop the criminals? Because like, he could do that, right? He'd be like, smash that, right, and then go right, Batman. This is how you do it, mate. You don't. Well, him. but also the back, the, the what's in the back of the truck is the kryptonite that will ultimately cause problems for Batman, uh, for Superman. So why didn't he, as you say, exactly as you just said, why didn't he stop that from going on, take, take that stuff away and yeah. put it Yeah, because at that point, he could have just gone, oh, oh, bloody hell, what's that in the back of that? That's not making me feel very nice. Surely um, you would ba- know. Batman, can you go and store this somewhere? Because, you know, I trust you, maybe, to sort this out. And then none of this doomsday bullshit would have happened, right? None of all the rest of it wouldn't have. Or is that a second plot? Is there any need for kryptonite for doomsday? No, I don't think. Um, well, he needs it to cut his fingerprints off, doesn't he? Old Lex Luthor. Um, yeah, he's got his little bit for that, hasn't he? He's got a little shard of it. Let's just say that once we get the big crash bang wallet bits with um, Batman and Superman with his special like robot suit that he's wearing, which looks really oh, yeah. ridiculous with his giant. Boots. I like that to be fair. Oh, come on. It's yeah, rubbish. It's and very then, similar to the comic. That's is it? Like that. oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then, and then he basically creates some dust uh, that um, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Superman inhales and then becomes weak, takes all his powers away in, a, in just the right amount so that he could be pummeled and then yeah. gets Only better. for a bit. Any for a bit, and then um, he creates a spear. This training montage, isn't there? I forgot to say that. I've written that down, so I oh, must. Yeah. Brilliant training montage with a tire 
and Oof. yeah, and then it all, yeah, it's kind of like a, a, a face off. Do you know what they, they should have done though with that training montage? It's kind mm. of interspersed it with Superman doing stuff. So like here they would be like smashing a sledgehammer into a into a tire. Yeah. And then you could just have had like Superman just hurling a tire into the fucking sun. Yeah. Um, or... No, he could be like bench pressing some sort of giant built uh, 747. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'd be nice to have that sort of juxtaposition to realise, mate, you probably don't need to sort of hit the weights. It's, it's pointless. You may as yeah. well sit down, have a beer, put your feet up and uh, yeah, rely on Wait for it all to blow over. But the old um, Martha thing, I mean, it is... Uh... Are we not going to mention Wonder Woman? We're get, I'm coming starts, to right? I'm getting to Wonder Woman because she doesn't come till the end. Yeah, she's she's a bit in it, right? Is she, she when when he's trying to do his covert stuff of downloading? Well, basically, when he's trying to set up the next film for us, um, she's there and she nicks his hard drive, doesn't she? That's but right. I just, I just put down in really capital letters that Wonder Woman is not covert because she wears the most incredible outfits. Yeah. And it, and it's striking, right? Like, if there was one person in the crowd you're going to remember or look at, it's her. <laughs> oh, like... it's, it's, Prince, it's Prince Diana. And, yes, yeah, she's sneaking around just like Batman is, and they're having a bit of a, a to and throw with a, with a hard drive, which, it's not, what is it? It's not even a hard drive. It's like a big dongle, isn't it? It's like a weird thing. that. Yeah, why do I, all I... these devices get created that go... Uh, that have that take a certain amount of time to upload something? And clearly... Oh, all that information would not fit on that hard drive, surely. Wait, no, it was four videos. I mean, come on, he could have <laughs> had like a little thumb drive for it. But I, I just like um, like all of the, the stuff. Like we I mentioned this in the Broken Arrow one. It's like, why would a bomb have a countdown timeline <laughs> like a missile? But you've also got other stuff like um, right at the beginning when they break his camera open and find the tracking device. And it's yeah. flashing. Like, why the fuck would you make it flash? Especially if it's going inside something, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's a covert thing. Don't make it flash. You've got one job, right? Covert, remember this. Um, And then, you know, like you said, the hard drive thing with a very visible screen with a percentage gauge. There's always a percentage gauge. And if anyone's ever sat and waited and watched a, a Windows download, you know those percentage gauges are bullshit anyway because it gets to 99 and it stays there for the rest of the fucking day. It's like, oh, it only took five minutes to get to 98. Surely this yeah, is only like yeah. a, a 10 minute job. Now, two hours later, still on 99. <laughs> There's another bit later on where um, Bruce Wayne is, is plugs that same device into his computer and, he, and, he, and he's not looking at anything, but he's just staring at the screen as it's <laughs> uploading or up, you know downloading, if you like. He's just looking at it. I'm thinking, right, yeah. No one does that. Make a cup of tea. Come back later. Surely there's all this information and graphs and like lines going on at the bottom of the screen. It's like, what is that telling him? Nothing. It's just ridiculous. Empty, bloody pixels, isn't it? It's ridiculous. But yeah, Gal Gadot turns up and then she comes back later on. Every time her image comes on screen, you get the, like the jungle drums, don't you? Which is like her little theme tune. Which is quite nice, a kind of electric cello. Um, but when she when she turns up at the end, it's quite nice, but because it, it kind of lifts the movie into something that's enjoyable, because she's hard as nails. But can we yeah. just can we talk about the Martha in the room? Because the Mar- yes, yes. The, the the, what is uh, it's it's just awful, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's just bad. And also, it's not uncommon, right? It's not an uncommon name. And he'd be like. Don't talk about mum. 
<laughs> or whatever, because if Batman doesn't kill, right? But uh, apparently killing Superman's fine. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't see why you'd have a massive reaction. And also, why not, like, at, the, the problem with this is, is that this, I think this whole film could be put down an allegory of male toxic, <laughs> toxic masculinity. Yeah. Because if these guys just spoke, right? If, yeah. If, if during that whole, like, standing in the street, staring at each other, Superman just went, oh, I'm not here to fight Batman. I just came over here to say, my mum's been kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, she's called Martha. I don't know if you've got any, have you got any Marthas in your family? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. My mum's called Martha. That's fucking weird, isn't it? And um, like, could you help me out? Because I'm going to need a bit of help with this. Just talk, guys. Just yeah, they... get out there and talk about your feelings. <laughs> yeah, loads of opportunity just to say, whilst I'm punching you at this very close range, could be telling you, the information that I've come to tell you and it's a trap or whatever. Yeah. It, it, and it sucks. But they, they don't sucks. and they fight, but it's a weird thing. It's a weird fight as well, right? Because as we saw in the first instance, when um, he saved Lois, mm. he can cross the room in less time than you could pull a trigger. Mm. But yet he chooses to walk incredibly slowly towards Batman. And <laughs> they flex off, isn't they? thing is it doesn't work as a movie ultimately does it you can't really bring this to screen and i haven't even read the comic book so i don't know but i mean i'm telling you as a non-comic book reader of this was this dc thing i can tell you now although it's been and gone it won't work yet they've done it and it didn't so it sounds it sounds just it's just be a stupid thing oh you get like an idea of this movie don't you in that film i am legends where they had the poster in the um derelict San Francisco or New York or wherever that film's set where Will Smith is hunting wild deer and then there's a oh, massive poster. Yeah. yeah. And there's a big poster of Batman versus Superman in the background. And ever since then, it's been one of those things. It's like, oh, this needs to be made. This needs to be made. And they made it. And sorry, it sucks. The whole Tuesday thing at the end is just, a, it's just another, it's a plot MacGuffin just to have some more smashy bashy wallop. Especially um, wallet bang bang, yeah. The good thing about yeah, the good thing about that montage or that scene, rather, sorry, is um, is uh, you get to see Wonder Woman flexing her muscles, and she, you know she's good in it. And I think the, the Wonder Woman movie is good as well. Just to sort of point that out, that wasn't a flop. That was a definitely a, a very successful movie. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the sequel to that one. Sequel, if we ever see it. Um, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, ultimately, you get the smashy-bashy, crashy wallop. I think I've probably got room to say that a few more times in the podcast. But um, <laughs> with this giant human King Kong thing, uh, ape-type alien dude who's got, like, enormous power, uh, too much power, essentially. and then It's, just, it's, like, just, it's like a hyper-Zod, right? It's just Zod times 10 or something. It looks a bit like a cross between, like, alien... The alien resurrection character, like yeah, dude, and and like an ape, it's just shit. But, but why did um so long to get there? Is that you don't even care? You just wanted to end. What was the motivation for Lex Luthor to to create that thing? That's what I don't understand. Uh, yeah, because we like again, we're on accelerated time here. We need because we don't know why he doesn't like um, Superman. We don't know why he wants to make Superman and Batman fight. We don't know what his end game is, right? What's his end game? It's like, if he releases this thing on the world, what, is he in control of it? Because he gave a bit of his blood? Is that the point? I, it's yeah. unclear what the fucking point is of any of this. Like, everyone's motivations in this film are weird, right? Apart mm. from maybe Batman and maybe yeah. Wonder Woman. 
Apart from Batman and Wonder Woman, everyone else's motivations in this film are just unclear. Superman hating Batman doesn't make any sense. Um, no. He hasn't done anything that he himself hasn't done. Bear yeah. in mind, at the end of the, the first film, obviously, he killed thousands of people in the pursuit of one bad guy. All Batman's doing is being slightly, you know, he's, he's not using his words again when dealing with sex traffickers, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. So it just doesn't make any sense. Batman kind of makes sense because, like I said, he saw the whole killing thousands of people thing. And it's like, if this guy turns, he could just take out this whole world. Nothing we can do about it, I think is what he says in one of the bits. But yeah, no, Jesus Christ, it's just really confusing and really disappointing because it feels like this should have been, it could have been better. Could have been better. And we have some crazy dream sequences, which are worth saying, which are quite nicely filmed. Mm, yeah, but they're needed, aren't they? Because it, it's so dry and action free that I really, I think he got to an hour into the film and just went, oh shit, there isn't, in this action film, there's been no action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So throw a dream, dream sequence in there. Yeah, they were nice. They were nice to look at. I think things like sort of bring this kind of main um, part of the podcast to a sort of general close would be to say that, because you know, we have to say something positive about it because it isn't that good. Um, <laughs> but the um, I think from my point of view, it sucked, but um, <laughs> Ben Affleck was good and some of the casting was pretty pretty nice as well. And yeah, it was nice to look at and the music was good. But it's 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 very ill-conceived. It's very long, and I suppose most of the people listening to this podcast have probably seen it anyway, or have been, you know, decided not to see it based on the bad reviews. And I think what we're trying to say is, what I'm trying to say on this podcast, this episode rather, is that that there isn't really any point going to see this one or seeing this one, even out of morbid curiosity, because there isn't enough in it to sort of even laugh at. I mean, sometimes sometimes these these bad movies that we do are, are funny because they're kitsch or because they're, you know, they're so bad, they're good sort of thing, or they won't be yeah. want Well, they, they move the plot along, right? You yeah, like, yeah. But, but this I think is... you could happily delve into the Snyder Cut of Justice League and um, not have watched this film. I mm. don't think it would make any difference at all. No. But did it make but any it, money is the, is the main is the thing. Oh, it made a fortune. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's a really, it's, it, it sort of broke records. Like it had, I think, one of the highest opening weekends followed by one of the historically biggest decreases. So basically everybody went and watched this on the first yeah. day. Um, like huge, huge numbers, bigger than, you know, uh, Jurassic Park, bigger than um, uh, Avengers. So yeah, it, it made mad money, like a hundred million. Apparently it's still seen as a little bit of a failure uh because because it didn't have that longevity right yeah it didn't make the the, the magical billion which uh the last couple of few marvel films have sort of uh, crashed through so um but yeah it made crazy money as did you know the uh the the, the justice league film but you just compare it to the film it's weird isn't it because the the two films the two uh these two films are the, the Batman versus Superman and the Justice League both came out against in the same year as similar, incredibly similar Marvel properties, right? So this one came out against Civil War, where you've got Captain America versus Iron Man. And then you, then uh, um, the Justice League came out against Infinity War, where you've got this big bad alien guy 
with a huge hammer <laughs> um, uh, running around and, you know, is, is fully CGI, the team has to come together to defeat it. It's like, hold on, that sounds, that could literally be the plot starts as both of them. But the other films are so much better. Like if you mm. want to see two superheroes going at it, what Civil War? Yeah. It's brilliant. <sighs> Are you are you going to get a decent Batman film now that we've got uh, what's his name from um, Patterson. Patterson doing it? Pat Patterson. Patterson. <laughs> I mean, obviously that that's that's had a break from filming due to COVID, but I believe Cora. Cora's <laughs> at it again. Is that going to sort of right the wrongs of the of this new kind of you know Batman? Or late, the late, the latest Batman incarnations have, or incarnation hasn't potentially worked, so it hasn't got the legs. Are we just going to get? I'm prepared to be surprised by film. I, li- I like being surprised. There's various films that have surprised me by being good. I mean, I didn't expect Wonder Woman to be particularly good. Yeah. Because um, it seems weird, right? Wonder Woman is a stupid name, but it, it was that was very good. Enjoyed that. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I had no hope for that. I thought that was going to be stupid and. Is easily one of my favourite films now, um, so yeah, I'm ha- I'm prepared to be prepared to be won over again. I'm not bothered. Uh, I'm not. I've got no intention of going to the cinema to see it, and I'll probably will wait just for it to come out on general release or something, and just borrow it off well, somebody they else. They say it's really good. I won't. I still won't bother. I can't be bothered, Matthew. But they say it's really good. I won't be bothered. Yeah. I still can't be bothered. I can't be bothered, on, Matthew. <laughs> if they put it on the must-watch list, they go, "This is." Well, they did that for the, they did that for Joker, and I've had that Blu-ray lent to me before lockdown. It's in fact well before lockdown, and I still haven't bothered to put it in my DVD player and watch it because I just I've, I, I borrowed it out of curiosity because everyone was going on about it. Joaquin Phoenix has gone on to win an Oscar for the performance of the Joker in it, obviously, um, and I still just haven't got the connection to that character. So even not even that curiosity, I just can't bring myself to play it. It's been 10 weeks. It's been more than 10 weeks. It's been like 20 weeks I've had that. And you've been stuck indoors as well. And I still haven't reached for that to put it on. I've it's not watched... Really a, it's not really a quarantine lockdown film, to be fair. It's not happy enough. It's too, no, I want... It's, it's yeah. Like, yeah, and it's, it's, I know it's a depressing watch. I think that's the kind of movie I, I don't like watching anymore. I used to maybe get into that gritty stuff, but nowadays I just don't really want to be brought down. I want to be brought <laughs> up. Uh, yeah. My movie experiences are something that I just want to take me away from it in a good way, not in a bad way. Which is so, why we do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. It's dead. Uh, it's a dead. It's dead to me. Like Bruce's parents uh, for the umpteenth time. This is uh, yeah. uh, this is a pearl necklace of a film. Cool. It's review time. Yeah, I don't know if I can be bothered with the reviews really, because I've had a look through, and most of them. There's just too many. There's 3,657 of them. Okay, so basically we're saying even though we've panned it, we're going against the podcast legacy that we're leaving by our children and we're not following with the, with the standard protocol of, this, of the actual podcast and we're not going to do re- re- reviews. Is that what you're saying? You're going against two years of editing and content <laughs> To buck the trend, and I'm happy with that. To be honest, 
<laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent Oh, we'll read. Like we said, we, 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 with modern films, it's, it's it's getting hard to find legitimately crazy reviews. I will. I will read a couple. I'll read one out, or at least the, the, the 10 out of 10, just for old time's yeah. sake. <laughs> um, best comic movie since The Watchmen. Uh, Zack Snyder not only understands the characters, but he also understands how to craft a real amazing movie for fans. Honestly, it blew me away. Brilliant. Don't believe what the internet is telling you to think. Take this from a person who has worked in the comic book industry. This Ooh. is amazing. So I reckon he probably just stacked the shelves at the local news. <laughs> right. But there you I go. Got, go. I have got one just in case. But you're not going to that previous bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to keep it in there. It's a, it's a dying segment. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's normally one of my favourite segments. But they, all of the, the reviews are quite wordy. But I have managed to find one that's quite small and it contains something stupid which i like yeah so, frost chris contains spoilers ben affleck was amazing as batman as he put the dark in dark night <laughs> how mm. <laughs> how did he put the anyway i love the bit when you see flash after the nightmare scene with the parademons so he liked the bit that made no sense and doesn't tie into anything so far ever that rubbish um, bit wonder woman and superman were so badass they made nick fury from marvel look weak mm. well yeah yeah, that makes <laughs> Those sense. Those two would make literally anybody look weak. Yeah. Especially a one-eyed old man. <laughs> True. True. Uh, Zach Schneider is a legend. Schneider <laughs> is a legend and should be praised, not slated. Wow. I mean, mm. lots of lots of filmmakers, Matthew, have duds, don't they? They, they don't necessarily come true on their previous winners so m night Shyamalan is, is is a perfect example yeah. of someone who's lauded had a great you know great direct great sort of directorial uh, debuts and stuff and then has content on the quality has slipped and, and has tried to find that redeeming or redemption in terms of its movies and what he's been producing Zach what was Snyder's... the weird one with the, the grass that spoke to mark Wahlberg? what was that oh one? the happening oh that was I, I still to this day can't work out whether or not they were meant to be badly acting in that no, it's a good film, that one, to do potentially in the podcast in the future. Yeah, but um, yeah. um, The Lady in the Water is the one I want to do because that was poor, but I've got it on DVD. Um, and I found it the other day. <laughs> we must yeah. do that one. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's similar in a way that Zack Snyder is basically you know, riding on his sort of riding a wave and, and, and has a very, very loyal fan base and following amongst a very specific nerdy type of person or a devote or devout yeah. following. Um, I would really love if the, the Schneider cut just turned out to be like a massive pile of shit. <laughs> like like so hugely pile of shit like that everyone, even but, the biggest fanboy in the world could not defend it. That's what I'd want to have because there's a reason executives looked at it and went, we're not putting that out. We want to, we, we'll butcher this film, but we're not putting that out. There's a reason for that. So I would love, I would, I, it would be hilarious, right? I mean, it, also, I'd, I'd quite like it to make sense and be good because you yeah. know, it wasn't, as we just said. But if it turns out to be a huge steaming turd of a cut of a film, then that would also make me giggle my little balls off. <laughs> it, it would, would definitely silence. There'd be a brand new hashtag, oh. which was being, oh, why did we release the Bury hashtag? the Snyder <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of um, people on Twitter getting a lot of um, shit about that. Uh, if you, you can't say anything bad about the Snyder Cut 
Otherwise, no, because be it's, it's Schrodinger's. It's Schrodinger's cut, right? It is infinitely good and infinitely bad at the same time because you can't look at it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fine. You can have this, and you go, "Oh, it would have been brilliant because he was going to do this." And and even Snyder himself pitched in and go, "Oh man, I was going to be so good because I could do this thing, <laughs> and it's going to be so cool because there's going to be a guy flying in on a, on a super bike and stuff." <laughs> um, and, and and it's brilliant. You can talk about this and pretend that it's all brilliant, but it's actually going to go out there now, so it's no longer both states of both being, you know, perfect art form and awful shit. It will be one of those two things. The other, the other thing as well is the amount of money it's going to take to actually put that together because even if stuff's been filmed it's potentially not been finished and all these special effects and stuff cost a hell of a lot of money to to to, to sort of render and finish so it's yeah, going to be a very expensive it was, process it was pretty much finished it was pretty oh, okay. much done people have seen it i think so have they? yeah well not like people people but like you know yeah. like friends of snyder and stuff yeah. and people they've sent it to have, have, have seen it but then apparently this this film this so uh, this film apparently got a standing ovation when they first showed it to the studio executives. <laughs> no. Maybe they were just clapping because it finally fucking ended. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I think that's enough gas on uh, Batman v Superman, the dawn of justice. Um, it's a good movie if you like that sort of thing. Other, if you don't, it's, it's not very good. Um, <laughs> so... If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a rate, uh, a rating, five stars, if at all possible. And if you still haven't written a review, make sure you do that as well. Because if you do ratings and reviews and subscribe to the podcast, we go up a little bit on the ladder. And since lockdown as well, every everybody and their uncle and dog are making podcasts. So it's even more difficult to get <laughs> up there on the kind of ladder. So uh, Just be after the, the content with the fan base of this film. We are not yeah. going to get star reviews. There's going to be some ones flying our way, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I didn't think of that. We're on the internet as well, on, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and, and uh, Instagram, and the website address is Matthew? Uh, moviebuggerpodcast.com. So go along there and look at our faces. We're on there in black and white, very moody. Oh, yeah, yeah moody. <laughs> so next time there'll be a movie or a guest, we're not quite sure. We'll see what happens first, eh, Matt? Yeah, let's not tie ourselves down. So, we're like the, the jazz podcast, just keeping it, keeping it free form. <laughs> we're, we're basically, yeah, um, ab-living, ab nice. as you know. So, uh, yeah, until next time, bunker down. Uh, is oh, the, the, I don't is, want that to stick. I keep saying it to do it to wind you up. <laughs> bunker out. You can't just put the word bunker in front of a goodbye phrase and think that's a good enough. <laughs> but a cash, it's, it's a catchphrase. It's got legs. It's been two years and we still haven't got an ending. It's because bunker doesn't really go with anything. What are you going to say then? Bunker, bunker, I don't know. Just say goodbye. <laughs> Just, yeah, bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye. bye.